Shakalaka, what's happening? Yes, yes, you are now listening to the best from the east to the west. Any direction you go, it's the show that you know. This is the disclaimer. I am your host, the Emmanuel. What's happening? Coming to you late in the weekend. Well, it is was the week, or it's Friday the weekend. TGIF in the house. What's going on today? I'm going to get at you about my inspirational thoughts from the event of the NBA draft that happened yesterday, last night. Some new future millionaires who probably don't deserve to be millionaires because this shit's watered down. Then we're going to get into a little bit of NFL dreaming, ownership dreaming, and how I would run things. Yes, this is the show that you know, like I said. Uh, If you don't know, then take a listen. And if you do know, or you ain't sure, make sure you tell a friend and get it out there. Yo, this D. Emanuel's going crazy on this D disclaimer. So the NBA draft happened. Uh, I'll be honest. I ain't been following none of these SOBs, none of them. I shouldn't call them SOBs. That's a little bit too Trumpian. That's a little bit make America great again. Let's call them Negroes, sons of bitches. No, uh, what I, I, my discretion is just I don't see the same college athletes, and they've even with this one and done thing. I don't see the same crop coming out. I think it has to do a lot with. The way the game's changing. It's a finesse game. All of a sudden, everybody want to be like Steph Curry. So everybody's not hitting the weights. They're just like, I'm going to shoot my way into the NBA. I can shoot. I don't got to be chunky at 6'10", 6'11", 7'0". I don't got to be chunky. I just be lean, athletic, and I'll move. I'm the new Kevin Durant. I'm the new motherfuckers. Learn the game, youngsters. But I blame the coaches, too. Coaches, you know. Although, it kind of pisses me off because – I was ahead of the game saying, hey, man, the taller you are don't matter. You still need to learn guard skills. You know, you can be tall. I mean, I don't even mean be like, you know, magic. I'm saying even the taller, you know. When I saw Kevin Durant. I was like, yo, let him, you know, he got skills to shoot. Let him, you know, let the game evolve and whatnot. I'm fine, but that don't mean you stop learning how to be down low. I mean, people are talking about Dwight Howard because he just got – Traded again and then just had his contract bought out by the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. Uh, the team he got traded to, they was like, yeah, uh, we were just trying to get rid of some money, some obligations. Uh, we really don't want you. Yeah, that Superman thing, that's nice. Glad you won the dunk contest one time. Got to go, Negro. Uh, so Dwight Howard is out of the job, and he is 6'10", 6'11", built like Carl Malone. Uh, and it's been a waste. I mean, yeah, he was defensive player of the year three times. He, But every team he's gone to since the Lakers, since that blow up with Kobe, and since, you know, Kareem said he ain't trying to really do nothing, uh, everything's prophetically happened. He doesn't give enough. He's not that interested in the game. 
He thinks, and I think what Dwight thinks is, I get the numbers, what y'all tripping off of. They're like, dude, you could get astronomical numbers if you just tried. You have an athletic body. I heard Kellerman, Max Kellerman gave an excuse the other day about Dwight Howard when he first got traded from Charlotte, I think it was. Uh, he was like, well, one day everybody was like, he never should have left Orlando. Probably true. But then Max Kellerman made a good point. He did have a back issue when he went to L.A. So maybe that, but the attitude still, when you talk to him, you can just hear it like, so what? I'm still getting my money. Uh he had that one quote now that I'm reminded when he was with the Lakers or something. Uh, Lakers or Houston. He was like, you know, it ain't a big deal that we lost. We're still champions. Even though we lost, we're still champions. Like, dude, dude, what, 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 you, you need to go do something else. Go to a clarinet, clarinet recital. Something. You need to do something different because you, you obviously don't want to be an athlete. You're not about that competition. So I don't know why you're sitting there taking a check. I mean, I understand why you're taking a check, but then don't get mad when people criticize you. A lot of people want to be in the league and want a lot of people want to want to uh win championships. But if you got all that talent, all that uh size, and I when I say talent, it mostly is athleticism. Cuz I said even when it was Orlando going going versus uh versus Cleveland, uh, when Orlando actually p- passed Cleveland when LeBron was in Cleveland the first time and uh he didn't make it past Orlando I was like well that's the coach that was Mike Brown's fault what you doubling what you doubling Dwight Howard down low when he got all them shooters well what's your problem why you gonna double team him are you crazy are you you nuts he can't shoot he got no post moves Muggsy Bogues got more post moves than Dwight Howard. And if you don't remember who Muggsy Bogues was, he was arguably the shortest person ever to play in the modern day NBA. Just saying, he was like five foot, maybe. And uh, yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah, but the reason I say that is Dwight Howard uh, didn't learn the post moves. And none of these kids is learning the post down low. Kevin Durant barely posts down low. It's ridiculous. Michael Jordan, one of the best guards ever, of course. One of the best players ever. He would back somebody down low. Do a little fade. Yeah, he could, he, could, he could cross somebody over. He could shoot from like 20 feet away. He could shoot threes. Did uh, that impressive, not so impressive anymore, I guess, but impressive back then. Six in one half against the Portland Trailblazers when everybody was trying to say he couldn't shoot. I had a neighbor that said, oh, Michael Jordan can't shoot. Then he came back and was like, okay, he's the greatest of all time. I'm sorry about that. Uh, you know, but the game has changed. But if I was an owner, or when I become an owner, I thought, well, I probably couldn't get my Chicago Bulls. I don't think Jerry Reinsdorf would be saying, and that's too easy. Yeah, I'd love to buy my Chicago Bulls. Love to move to Chicago, do my thing. But I thought, what happened if a team that I wasn't big on growing up, even though I was in the area, they became available? That's the only team I could buy. I think I would buy the Portland Trailblazers if they became available. You're like, D'Emmanuel, I didn't know you had money like that. I have my billions waiting, all right? All right? I got some things here that the capital's coming for me to invest. I got it. Don't be a hater. But I was thinking, what would I do 
with the Portland Trailblazers. And I've thought about it a lot. One, I'd be happy to bomb because it was my grandfather's team. He seemed to like these guys. It's because it was local. He's a fisherman in the area. And he liked this Portland Trailblazers. I started to be like, okay, okay. He took me to a Blazer game when I was a little, little tyke. And I was pissed off because I was in the standing section. And I was like, I'll never like this team ever again in life. <laughs> but uh, I didn't know anything about it back then. I really didn't. I kind of I had a poster. And I was like, oh, they cool. They had Drexler. Uh, but I was like, that's not my, t- nah, that's not my team. Sorry. I became, when I started watching, you know, paying attention, uh, the Bulls were my team. Not because of Michael Jordan, because of Scottie Pippen. I was like, oh, I like that guy. He uh, similar. He just looks, I don't know if it's because he looked like me, same complexion. I have no idea. Uh, he don't look like me. I mean, I've been compared to plenty. Scottie Pippen, Kevin Johnson, whole bunch of people. Even Alonzo Mourning one time, and I got his autograph. But, uh yeah, the Portland Trailblazers. What would I do with the Portland Trailblazers? Like I said, I was a Bulls fan. Buy it for my grandfather. I have to dedicate something to him, something in the arena, maybe the whole arena, uh, change everything around, marketing. I'd be good at marketing. I would change the whole marketing scheme of the Portland Trailblazers. Like this, this whatever they is. They go, they go, it was always them trying to be a wholesome team for that area. Because, you know, they, they do call... Other than Austin, Texas, uh, I think they call Portland, and they use the same model, you know, keep Austin weird, keep Portland weird. I think it has been ranked the whitest place in America. They're pretty liberal, except if you get to the outskirts of Portland, but still considered the whitest place in America. I can attest it's probably true. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, the Portland Trailblazers... Uh, were a decent team. They were a team that had, uh, you know, at one point they had Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter and Cliff Robinson and they and Buck Williams. They were a team. Those were Negroes that they really played hard and they were very good for the community. Although in quiet circles, you might find some secrets now that thank goodness TMZ, Twitter, and no other social media and camera phones were allowed back then. That's very, that's very fortunate for that time. <laughs> just rumors, just rumors. But you didn't need that because later on it became what I was able to use on stage as a closing joke. They became the jailblazers. Yes, when they had, let's see, they had Rashid Wallace, they had uh they had uh J.R. Ryder at one time, Damon Stoudemire, who was a local product. They had all that going on. Some A few weed incidents, a few uh, uh, questionable arrests, ratings of houses and stuff like that. It was a different type of time. Gangsta rap had already influenced everywhere, which is bullshit. That ain't what it do. I knew plenty of white dudes uh, weren't gangster or nothing doing plenty of illegal acts in that area that never got profiled or stereotyped correctly as such. We ain't going to get into that. That's pre-meth edit. That's pre-meth epidemic as well. But uh, if I was to buy the Portland Trailblazers, uh, the area would definitely be on my mind. I mean... One, 
If I couldn't find a generational player, when I say find, I mean if there's not an obvious LeBron, an obvious Kobe, an obvious Kevin Garnett, Kevin Durant, Durant was not so obvious. People like to say Kevin Durant was obvious, but Portland Trailblazers, known for messing up in drafts, they did get rid of Michael Jordan. They didn't take Michael Jordan. They took Sam Bowie. We know how that turned out. They got chastised a lot for that over the years when Michael Jordan became, you know, the GOAT. Uh, Kevin Durant, not so much the same thing. They passed up on Kevin Durant. They brought him for a workout. It wasn't, he was real skinny. It wasn't, you know, but he, I say even now, you know, that's not that big a deal. Like, D. Emmanuel, what are you talking about? Yeah, Kevin Durant's like, you know, arguably with LeBron. No, he's pretty, pretty, he, he may be the second best player in the league, in a watered-down league now. Uh, but compared to LeBron, uh, he's, he's half of LeBron. Let's, let's be real. And I have my critiques of LeBron, but I think it wasn't LeBron's fault. I called LeBron coming out of high school because of the court vision, which was underutilized through his whole career because teams are idiots and want everybody to be like Michael Jordan. Uh, Kevin Durant, not so much. I don't think you can build a team around him. I think OKC showed you that. But if I can't find an obvious player, maybe a Giannis, I'd be like, okay. Uh, I would just go about making a basically good competitive team to hopefully maybe slip in a championship here or there, like a Detroit or maybe like a Dallas did one time. When I say Detroit, I don't mean the bad boy Pistons. I'm talking about that one time with Chauncey Billups and and Rip Hamilton that beat the Lakers, surprisingly, uh, or Dallas Mavericks who beat the Heatles, uh, the Miami Heat, when it had LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. You know, back then, back then is those those are two teams as examples of they didn't have a super superstar, but they were able to come together and win. Because to me, all this speculation, like I see this, this guy could be great. This guy could be great. Oh, we're looking at this guy. He might be, he could be this, that in the draft. Just stop it, man. All the great ones were never, were barely in the NBA ever a surprise. A Shaq, a Kobe. I mean, even the ones that were just a little bit below great and Anthony Hardaway. That's kind of, that's what Kevin Durant is. He's more of an Anthony Hardaway. Really great. Probably a Hall of Famer. Needs more help. Who didn't need help? Shaq. Who didn't? And, and, and you can question about early on how the development is because he had it together. Kobe didn't really need help. You knew Kobe coming in. Kobe was, you know, had that fire. You you knew Kobe was going to be somebody. Uh, you knew he was going Hall of Fame at one point. You knew this. Uh, you know, there are just a few players like a Kevin Garnett where you're like, you know, yeah, he's got all these skills that are crazy coming out. Those type of players. But all this, I wonder if, if he has an upside in West. Stop it. Either get the best player that's out there and then develop and see if he can do something for your team or 
you trade them or you just get somebody that fits your team, even if you don't have a superstar yet. Stop trying to create a superstar. I'll tell you about being able to create a superstar when I talk about NFL ownership, if I own the NFL team. I'll do that in a few segments, but right now we're going to take a break. This is the Disclaimer. Hey y'all, Chuck Jackson here. Last time I told you to go to cafepress.com forward slash D Emanuel for my boys. I didn't mean to say boy. For my man D Emanuel's merchandise. That's at cafepress.com forward slash D Emanuel. Make sure you go and get yourself some items today. I got me a few t-shirts. I love wearing them. They look good. Now back to the podcast. So I'm talking about when I'm going to buy the Portland Trailblazers from Paul Allen when they become available just so I can dedicate it to my grandfather unless my Bulls were available. I feel weird about my Bulls, though. I feel like, you know, I'm not a player, so I don't feel I got to live up to the Jordan statue. But I feel like that franchise is still something that they've messed up since he's left. There was a little Derrick Rose possibility at that time, a little hint that maybe they could be back to greatness. Uh, That didn't work out. Uh, I wouldn't want to mess with that team. I would mess with with any other team. Excuse me, even the Knicks, I'd mess with. I'd be hands-on. But when it comes to the we're just saying hypothetical is the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, like I said, I probably wouldn't work there. <laughs> I'd probably have to hand it off to hand off operations. Uh, have some siblings that I have uh, handle handle that. Uh, I don't even like them. <laughs> well, there's some I don't know, so I might like them, but. uh no, I, w- I would hand off to to people I don't mind yelling at, telling them, I, you know, this is what I need to have done. Uh, and then come in, you know, wreck shop. You know, not wreck shop, but I'll I put in how I want things run and then let somebody delegate that. But I'd come in and deal with, you know, still ingratiate, you know, still be an owner there, hands on. But I don't know if I could live there in Portland. Just don't think I can go back to that. Uh me and my me and my kids and my 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 oldest uh, my beautiful oldest child uh we would you know we would live probably uh maybe California also California maybe Chicago a few places uh and we'll have a home in Portland just to go and you know probably on the on the on the same land as the stadium, just because we're only here for the stadium. <laughs> like, we're never going to give him our team. Dang it. I don't care what y'all think. First off, what we would have to do, obviously, is outsource doctors. Because Portland has a curse of players that just don't seem to make it. Yeah, I talked about Sam Bowie. Aside from Sam Bowie, you know, being taken over Michael Jordan, which was a mistake, it really wasn't. Uh, just that Sam Bowie was injury prone and could never get right. Same thing with 
the legend that used to be there, uh, what's his face, uh, Bill Walton, injury prone. You say, well, that's just big guys get injured. Nah, 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 nah. They had a few. Uh, Brian, oh, sorry, Brant, Greg Oden, that's another big guy, center, you know, couldn't get right. They blame it on college. But Brandon Roy, he was a guard. They loved him. I thought he was slow, but they loved him. They was like, oh, he had to retire because of injury. They couldn't get him right. Then he tried to come back at a different location too, which happens a lot also. Players have an issue in Portland. They go somewhere else and they flourish. I'd have to try and break that curse somehow. Uh, that is just something about Portland. And I think I would have to pay off the cops. Not because players are doing something bad. It's just Portland cops at one point in time got a little bit more LAPD-ish. Like old school LAPD-ish. Like everybody from LAPD that was a cop decided we got we to leave town. We could leave LA. Let's go to Portland. We could hide there and be racist. Uh, yeah, a little bit of crazy-ish was going on there for a while. I don't know if it's still the case. But case in point, Rasheed Wallace probably smoked the same amount of weed as he's always did in his whole career. But in Portland, they was harassing him, calling him crazy. Uh, Jailblazers getting technicals. They said he had a bad attitude. Went to Detroit, became a champion, all-star, probably soon to be a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying, uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal was a Portland Trailblazer, didn't work out. He left, went to Indiana, started started playing for championships. Just saying, Clyde Drexler did his thing. He was wholesome. He was wholesome. Couldn't get it. Went to Houston, got a championship. Just saying, something about that area, something about the Portland area. I don't know. I don't know. I got love for the comedy scene there. But I don't know about about everything else. I think they just I think some some curse of not allowing the Native Americans to build a casino uh, to fund the stadium or something like that when they was trying. Maybe it's a curse of that. Maybe you should get maybe you should have been more loving to them people out there. (laughs) I don't know. That's wrong to say. I love my Native Americans. I guess Portland should love them more. I don't know. But something bad always go down with Portland and the athletes that come there. Uh, you know, they always like the athletes like a Drazen Petrovic. They like the Sabonis. Never trouble. But top flight athletes, I mean, I'll give, I'll, 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 I'll give it up. J.R. Ryder, uh, probably, uh, probably was his own doing. I'm sure he might agree to it. Damon Stoudemire, local product. Perfectly fine in Toronto. Came to Portland. Little incident with the weed in a in a in a in a uh, crumpled up crumpled up uh, foil. Getting caught going onto the airplane. A little something like that. Just 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 a few things going on. And all I'm saying is these are indiscretions that in other places don't seem to get looked at or uh, or put like Detroit didn't seem too quick. To try and catch Rashid and his habits. Other places don't seem too quick to try and get certain athletes in their habits. But Portland, they seem to want to be that hall monitor that's a little bit too zealous about their job. I'm just saying, may not be a spot 
for a certain type of athlete. And if you want to win, you may want to be a little bit more lenient like the rest of the country. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying like some in the news, like some former athletes right now getting in trouble for murder. I'm not. We're not talking about like a, 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 a Hernandez or whatever uh, in New England. We ain't talking about those type of crimes. We talking about little, little ticketed crimes. You know, little, little. Oh, it's it's, it's you know. And the people that was wholesome, like Brian Grant. If he's not alive, rest in peace. I can't remember what happened to him after he got shipped to Miami. He was a pillar of the community. They sent his ass away. I'm just saying, something about that management, they're the Portland Trailblazers, that once I become owner, all them SOBs is gone. <laughs> I might have to pay the cops a little. Like, look, 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 y'all need to be a little more lenient here. What fun do I need to put some stuff in? I don't want to hear no crazy stuff. Uh, I mean, it would just have to be a whole culture change. And I don't mean the culture of the team. I mean the culture of the community going to have to change. I knew from back then y'all was sitting there making weed and smoking weed. So it's a little hypocritical that you were sitting there trying to get on black athletes when you know it was mostly the Donna Reed and the old gray-haired white people that was doing a lot of the creation of weed and weed farms and weed selling. Like 2020 showed one time in the Northwest I remember that primetime report. Who's the real, who, who really is making weed in their basement with halogen lights? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd have, to pay, I'd have to pay the cops to start paying attention to where they really need to pay attention or just let shit go. Uh, yeah, so we need new doctors. We need to pay off the police or at least get the police a little bit happy or pay the police to get rid of the biased cops. Uh, and, I mean, be honest, the owners wouldn't want to see me. The rest of the NBA owners would not want to see me in the mix. They'd hate it. They would hate me. They would not like me as one of them because I'd, I'd be calling some stuff out. Now, I'm going to get to the NFL uh, close it out with that, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think that uh, the owners Cuban and whatnot. I'll call out Cuban for his BS. You know, I like Cuban. I thought he was like Jerry Jones, but then I was like, ah, oh, no, nah, you were you were a little bit too slow with that Donald Sterling thing. I get what he was trying to say. Owners with a little bit of baggage getting rid of him. I mean, it was a big baggage, what he said, Donald Sterling. But there was more added on to that. He lost his team, but he got paid a a handsome amount of money. You know, I understand. I understand what Cuban's saying, but Cuban just should not have been the one to say it. Or he should have been like, we're going to look into this, judge it accordingly. We definitely can't have this type of talk going on, so we don't know know what we want in our ownership group. We're going to be careful and tread careful lightly when we look at this, just to be fair to all parties involved. Like something like that. Not, I don't know who should take away his team for what he said and what he's done. I don't know. Well, you should have just kept a little bit more quiet, Mark. Just a little bit more quiet. Anyways, man, that's what I do when I own the Portland Trailblazers. They're not going to want me to own the Portland Trailblazers now. They're going to hear this podcast probably and be like, nah, 
he's gonna be a headache. He gonna call us out on our bullshit. Yeah, probably. Probably that's what I'll do. But you know what? Fine. I'm gonna go to the NFL and I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna do. We'll be right back now on D Disclaimer. Hi, this is George, spelled like Jorge. I need y'all, if you love listening to D Disclaimer with D Emmanuel, go to his cafepress.com forward slash D Emmanuel. To buy some merchandise and support this awesome podcast. Thank you. Yes, welcome back. D disclaimer. Thank God it's Friday. Uh, got a bunch of the work to do still, though. Got to work on scripts. Got other stuff to finish. Product to get out there so I can make this money so that I can. Not only win my custody battle uh, and uh, make sure the judge throws the book at the people that have violated said orders. Um, So I can buy an NFL team. I think I have the formula to do one better than the New England Patriots. One, I would change the whole concept of how the quarterback position, not how it's played, but how they find quarterbacks to do the job. Do you mean you're going to have a black quarterback? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have one at first, all right? But I'm going to show a quarterback factory of why we can make a quarterback better than listening to these BS analysts who have, who have groomed a quarterback since they were in the suburbs playing and the coach daddy told them, hey, you're going to be a quarterback. Why? Because you have beautiful blue eyes and you're going to be a little tall and you're slow, so we need a position that's of prestige to play you at. No, we're not going to let Tyrone do it. We know he has a stronger arm. We know he's smarter than we like to let on to believe, but he's fast, so we're going to put him in a position that's a little bit more marginalized. We're not going to put him at the position that we can only have you thrive in because otherwise you'd be smoked at any other position. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Uh, so, yeah, I would definitely um, revolutionize how we create quarterbacks in the NFL. The rest of it, start with the defense, like always. Bring in players, a culture of winning. That's really all I want is to basically show the BS at how they pick quarterbacks in the NFL and even college. I just want to show that you just pick, there's plenty of people at different positions who have the nice height, the requisite height that I feel, uh, the requisite uh, physique, and have the knowledge and leadership to play the quarterback position. Either they used to be a quarterback and then somebody told them to change the position or for some reason they were detoured from it, but they have all the qualities. To me, if you could sit there and tell Tim Tebow, who probably, even though I defended his right to try the NFL at quarterback, people were saying coming out of college, he should move the tight end or something because he can't throw worth a lick. 
where there's plenty of bas- plenty of excuse me, plenty of basketball players, plenty of black players, <laughs> plenty of uh, players in the NFL playing other positions who probably have and most likely have a better arm and knowledge of the football game than one Tim Tebow. But where was their shot to play the coveted position of quarterback? Wasn't there. And that was arbitrary. That's not just because they can, can't find anybody. I'm just saying. 70% of the league is black. And only about 15 to 25% are at the quarterback position. Some bullshit is going on. Just saying. Not saying it should be white quarterbacks. I'm just saying, hey, I believe there's probably more Wes Welkers playing, you know, other positions, uh, playing positions that are not quarterback. Some Wes Welkers, some white guys, short, feisty, doing their thing at other positions than there are black quarterbacks in the NFL. That's some bullshit that I would definitely illuminate once I become owner of an NFL team. See, my Eagles, I would take. I would buy from Jeffrey Lurie my Eagles. But my Eagles have a nice history of, you know, having black quarterbacks anyways. Randall Cunningham, uh, Donovan McNabb. It's probably why I was most, you know, most gravitated to the Eagles as being my favorite team since I was a young kid. Uh, Michael Vick came in, did his thing. How are you going to say Michael Vick? Shut up. How are you going to put Trump in office? That's all I'm saying. Hey, man. Hey, man. Between dogs and kids, I'm of, I'm of do for the kids type. Just saying. Just saying. I love my dogs. Britain and Spaniels, best dog in the world. I love my dogs. But let's not get into this bullshit debate. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I would as an NFL owner. I would I would change, uh, and I think I would change that. But I think also I would just be a, a solid, have the solid ability to focus on the line, the defense, and not become like the Cleveland Browns, where the quarterback position has stumped them for the last ten to fifteen, twenty years. Uh, it's a bit ridiculous. Uh, it's a bit ridiculous, and I think people exasperate the problem for their team by trying to find this this uh, picturesque quarterback that has this bullshit word called intangibles. You know, get somebody to do his damn job and have the support behind him to help him do his damn job. And you'll have a quarterback good enough to help a good enough team win a damn championship. Stop all the BS, all right? Tom Brady's great. He's fiery. He's feisty. They got him in the sixth round. Drew Brees got hurt. And all of a sudden, voila, we have a Tom Brady. It wasn't just because Tom Brady is this anointed, oh, man, it could only be Tom Brady. It's because they wanted to make this good-looking dude become who had a fiery personality and was competitive become the face of the franchise in New England and a little bit of the face of the league, uh, of the NFL. But that's it. He was made 
He was not, uh, he was made and created. He was not born this superstar quarterback. All right? I mean, it's time that they, people, and all these other people get their head out their ass. I like how Moneyball, when Moneyball went to the guy and he was like, he was, he was like, you know, you know, we're not gonna we're gonna use analytics. Not that I'm a big analytics guy, but you do look at numbers, but you also look at just hey, it, it, I don't think analytics, like make everything analytic is what made analytics great. I think you take away the superstitious BS like intangibles and the feel and the camaraderie. Does he is he a leader of men? No. Are you giving him what he needs for that individual to be great at their job. Period. All that other stuff is just BS that helps people make an argument for somebody that they like, but really, really can't guarantee that the person has the work ethic and everything else uh, to be great or that they're the best person for the job. So that's, again, why the NFL won't allow me to own a team. I mean, I think I might have to buy a hockey team, and I just really, as much as I can respect it, I don't do hockey. All right? Just saying, Vegas expansion team makes it to the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Hockey seems to be a little bit, either either the game of hockey is a little bit different than what people are led to believe, or... Or uh, the parody in hockey is similar to MMA. Anybody can be knocked out at any given time. I don't know. Maybe the ice is the great equalizer that you can be good one year and not good the next. I don't know. I just know expansion team gets to the finals, which is a beautiful story, but you don't see that much in other teams. What do I think I could do it for the NBA and the NFL? Like I said, I think I'd be a great owner. What I would do for the community to make people want to come to a community that isn't one of the major ones like L.A. or the West Coast teams uh, that, you know, because of the weather, people like it or whatnot. I think I could change a Cleveland team around in basketball or football or Cincinnati team or a Detroit. I could change those teams around. I could make OKC work with a Russell Westbrook and get him a player that actually has enough heart to face the Golden State Warriors and not join them. Was that a shot? I guess it was. Hey, I say it in quiet corners. And also on my boy uh, Dwayne Perkins' podcast, Off the Top, which I produce and I also speak on it as well. But I say it in quiet circles, so I can definitely say it to Kevin Durant's face. Sorry, buddy. You don't get credit from me from joining a team that was already better than a championship team before you even got there. Sorry, buddy. We like competition when it comes to sports, entertainment, and unfortunately, you probably like the mentality of the Harlem Globetrotters better. You want to face Washington Generals all the time and be on an all-star team, I ain't mad at you. I'm just not giving you credit. For being an NFL or excuse me, an NBA Hall of Famer by joining a rival that beat you and really didn't need you to get over the top. 
Just saying, man. It's freaking competition. As an owner, you got to want competition too. The drama and whatnot. But what what would Captain Kirk say? Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, doctor. Oh, no. Ah, uh, ah, uh, Scotty. Young, young people, new ideas. Must be patient. <laughs> I guess, man. Maybe there's still comp- maybe there's still competition in bowling. I got to go look at bowling, try and get my competition fix. For goodness sake, strike! Hey, y'all, that's my time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode of me thinking about it. It's not a fantasy. I'm not calling it a fantasy. Y'all be like, he's a fantasy. He wants to be an owner of a sports of one of the major sports teams. Nah, nah, buddy. It's about to happen. I'm gonna sit there, get my money, make my investments. My investments are going to be nice, good, clean investments that I'm going to make overseas so I can get that big overseas money and bring it back to the U.S. and uh, buy what I want. No. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Something like that. Wherever I can get the dough. I invest in a future product. That's going to return me dividends where I can buy a sports team and have plenty of money to spare. And so should you, should the opportunity arise. I'll meet you at the top. Make sure you hit me up at the disclaimer on the Twitter or the Instagram. Or if you need a few more characters but no long essays, hit me up. Disclaimerofd at gmail.com. Y'all come back now. This is the disclaimer.